0: and be confident that every inch, stitch, sole, and logo is checked by experts. With eBay Authenticity Guarantee, you can trust that feeling of real is always in reach. Ensure your next purchase is the real deal. Visit ebay.com for terms. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science, with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments.
1: Hello, hello, hello. Welcome to another episode of the Emma Gunn Show. I am your host, Emma Gunn-Wardner. And can you believe it? We are on habit number 10. How have you been getting on? I know I've Really been enjoying these habits. Actually, um, I found them very, very interesting and a lot of fun to do. Challenging, obviously, but um, the, the sense of satisfaction when you complete those two weeks is pretty marvelous. If you're new to the show or if you're new to 26 Habits, then you um, you won't know, but I'm going to tell you that throughout 2018, I'm doing a series of 26 two-week projects with a view to making or breaking a habit. You can find the entire back catalogue over on the pool, and I'll put the link. On the show notes. Now there's a 26 habits that I've been toying with for a while Um, and actually the idea has been brewing since last year, so since 2017, but I knew it was something I wanted to tackle head on in one of these two weeks but when it came to it, every time I email lovely Jade at the pool and tell her what's coming up, I chicken out. I always type it (laughs) but I don't always uh, send it, I'll delete it and put something else in its place. So, something I want to do and have wanted to do for a while now is to get rid of everything in my wardrobe. All my clothes, everything. And at this point, I want to say that by get rid, I mean donate, sell where appropriate, and not bin, because as we know, landfill is full of clothes, and I'm not about to add to that problem. And I don't mean sportswear, by the way, and I don't mean um, pajamas and underwear and stuff like that. I'm talking about clothes. Wearing out of the house clothes. Then, once everything is gone, my idea was to have a stylist help me choose a capsule wardrobe that actually suits me, but I will discuss more on that later. Let me paint you a little backstory about why this idea has been formulating in my mind for a while now. And just to flag up, this has turned out to be slightly deeper than I thought it was going to be, so bear with me. If you listen to this podcast regularly, or if you've listened to previous episodes, you'll know that I have spoken about having struggled with anxiety and depression in the last few years. About a year ago, the real darkness started to lift. I was working really hard to do all the important stuff like meditate, exercise, eat right, speak to a therapist. And the weight of that darkness, which had previously felt heavy heavy and suffocating, began to feel different, lighter, less oppressive, at around the same time, I began on total whims to have these mini clear outs. And I honestly, I didn't ever think about them. I didn't wake up and think, oh, today I should really have a go at that cupboard or "Oh, yeah, got that underbed storage is a real mess. Time for me to tackle it. I would almost find myself in a trance on the floor with surrounded by beauty products. I'm a beauty journalist. I get a lot of samples. I tend to hoard them. Sorry. I do share a lot, by the way, but, you know. Um, and I realized there was loads of stuff from seven, eight, nine, ten 10 years ago that I was holding onto for various reasons. And I decided it was time to let them go. Um, there was a Sunday evening when I had a massive feature for one of the glossy magazines that was due. And I was really quite behind because I'd had to turn it around in no time at all. And instead of badgering away at my computer at it getting it done for the morning I found myself standing in the middle of my kitchen with everything I owned either on a kitchen counter or on the kitchen floor everything I owned meaning all my kitchen stuff and I had decided to rehouse and reorganize everything in my kitchen side note I have a lot of Tupperware but that's completely off topic also, around the sort of similar time, I moved my office furniture around three times in the space of about four or five months. And I did the same with my living room furniture, like the sofas. Nope, they don't belong against that wall. I'm moving them around. So I would be overwhelmed by this need to change things around. And so would begin these epic clearouts. But the one I shied away from is the one that would require me to forensically assess And deal with the content of my closet but deep down I knew I had to do this. There's a chance I would have avoided avoided it. I would never have avoided it listeners. There's a chance I would have avoided it for a lot longer. Perhaps I could have gone through the whole of 2018 without having dealt with it if it hadn't been for a piece that Tessa Coates wrote for The Pool about her experiences during the Project 333 challenge where for three months you only wear 33 items from your wardrobe. I'll put the link in the show notes to her feature. It's brilliant. I read it and I just thought this actually offers a pretty good compromise on my way to the ultimate goal. And it doesn't or didn't feel as drastic as getting rid of everything completely. So this habit is about me clearing out on my way to starting again. And who knew it was going to be as emotional as it was? In Tessa's feature, she lays out the steps you need to take in order to do this. And her first piece of advice is to set aside a whole day. But I thought, oh, no, I'll be fine. I'm determined. No, you need a whole day. I can confirm it. Give yourself a whole day. Take a day off. Do it. Follow all of her advice. She's absolutely spot on. And that also includes um, hoovering your wardrobe, like cleaning your wardrobe once everything out is out of it. Brilliant advice. So a little while ago, I vacuum packed, and you know what I mean by that, don't you? Those um, storage bags that you fill up and then you put the hoover nozzle on this um, valve and it sucks out all the air and it goes to like a quarter of the size. So I vacuum packed a load of clothes that I hadn't worn in ages with the intention of doing a boot fair to sell them off. Some of these clothes still had tags on, it was just they just needed to be out of the wardrobe. And I had stored them under my bed. And the way this works, if you read Tessa's feature, the way this works is that you put everything, and I mean everything, on your bed. I followed Tessa's advice, took out everything and hoovered and cleaned my empty closet. That felt so good. There's a lot of dust in closets, by the way, just so you know, just an FYI. You'll find it when you do this. On my bed, there was a mountain of clothes, some of, some of which i had forgotten about, some I'd worn once. You can imagine. There were things that I was very familiar with. There were things that I didn't realise existed. What became really clear was that I had some toxic emotional connections to a lot of these clothes, which simultaneously added a sense of urgency to the process, but also validated that niggling feeling I'd had that I needed to do this in the first place. I realised I had dresses staring back at me every time I opened my wardrobe that reminded me of a time in my life that I thought I had moved on from, whether that was an old job or whatever it might have been. But by keeping them, I was allowing myself to be anchored to it still. I hadn't fully cut those ties. I wasn't wearing them, but they were there. I also had a lot of clothes from when I was marathon training over five years ago that no longer fit me. And I realised that by keeping them... I was chastising myself daily for not being the person I used to be. This kind of came to a head when I got to a beautiful white dress that I wore to the Glamour Woman of the Year Awards a few years ago, a few months before I ran the half marathon, incidentally. I have never felt as good as I did that night. I felt really comfortable in my own skin. It's probably one of the only times I can remember where I thought, yeah, girl, you look good. And I was confident enough to have my picture taken with Tom Hiddleston. I think it's been my profile picture on um, social media ever since. And I was confident enough that night to tell him that if Heath Ledger could win an Oscar for The Joker, he should win one for playing Loki. And I also told him my top three movies of all time and why, and he was extremely polite about it. But back to the dress. So when you clear out your clothes, you create several piles, and anyone who has read Marie Kondo will know that this is an important process. One for the charity shop, one for selling on, and another for donations and whatever else your clothes might warrant i picked up this white dress my brain flooded itself with memories of that night of how i felt how i'd like to feel again and when i went to throw it onto the reselling pile my arm moved but my hand didn't open (laughs) so it was just kind of like this weird non-bowling action where i didn't actually release the dress i thought about it again and a rational reasonable brain said this dress has served its purpose you've got to let it go But I think the reason my hand wouldn't release initially is because I wanted to go back to that feeling.
0: Life is full of awesome what ifs, and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out of pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com.
1: And maybe I was a bit scared that if I let the dress go, I'd never have that feeling again. Gosh, don't, don't make me do the monologue to uh, Johnny Castle by Baby and Dirty Dancing. That feeling, never having that feeling again that I had with you, that kind of thing. And even though this is a lot of feelings to have about a pile of clothes, I realized that the woman I was five years ago couldn't handle a day in my shoes As Beyonce would say I'm grown and in the five years since I wore it I've taught myself a lot like lots happened. I've taught myself how to record and publish a podcast, I've created a business and crucially I'm happier now than I was then. The dress has gone. I also noted the chronology of when I had bought clothes and I felt like it was obvious just from the clothes I was buying that I was slipping into a depression. There were lots of sweatshirts, oversized t-shirts, joggers, jumpers that hid me. I was hiding. I was using my clothes to camouflage myself, to not be noticed and to disguise the fact that the body underneath them was no longer marathon ready. They have all gone. And this kind of brings me back to that original idea of starting again with a stylist to create a capsule wardrobe. If I'm honest and I say this is a 40 year old woman, I don't dress myself very well. I'm five foot four. I'm an hourglass. I have an hourglass figure. And because I don't like having an hourglass figure, I buy clothes that suit a body shape I don't have in the hope that they'll make me look like I have it. It doesn't make any sense. I know I see clothes that great on someone else and I copy it. So essentially, and again, without getting too deep, it's indicative of a disconnect between me and my body. And that's something I want to address. And that's why I want to work with a stylist eventually, because they won't let me make bad decisions. I was also really inspired by my dear friend Robin James, aka Man for Himself, who did a brilliant video on his YouTube channel about finding your signature style. And I think I watched that... um earlier on this year earlier on in 2018 and it sort of a light bulb went off i'll put the link in the show notes he works with a very specific color palette that he knows suits him um he also works with shapes and cuts that he knows suit him too so it just makes shopping really easy if it fits the criteria then if he likes it and he wants it he can get it and i loved the simplicity of it and the ease it added to like clothes buying which i don't find a particularly pleasant or easy process And I've also noticed that my friends who know their style understand their body shape and how to dress it and don't succumb to trends always look so chic and classic and that's where I want to work towards. But back to Tessa's feature. The principle is that you whittle your wardrobe down to the 33 items, but there may be clothes you don't want to part with and those can be stored somewhere other than your wardrobe. Mine are vacuum packed into storage and under my bed. I got it down to 33 and then realized I had an era full of clothes (laughs) that I wear all the time. So I am a little over the 33, but hey, it brings me on nicely to the fact that Tessa and I have been on email and, um, she, she herself says you don't have to be rigid. So when I was talking to her about this, she said, I liked how much Courtney Carver who invented the original method kept saying, it's not an exercise in suffering. I thought that was so refreshing. It's not about punishing yourself. It's about freeing yourself. But also her attitude is so casual and forgiving. She's all about celebrating tiny steps. She's all for only managed to cut down to 40 items. Great, way to go. Only cleared out your shoe cupboard. Great start, which I thought was so nice. Obviously, it is so, so much better to do everything all at once. But if you're only going in stages, way to go. I love that email from Tessa. It really validated the fact that I. it was okay to not have completed it in the one day. And then I also asked her what her number one tip would be having gone through the process and the one about um, taking everything out of your closet is amazing but she says my top tip would be to make sure your piles that are leaving do actually leave the room straight away if the charity shop bag goes in the corner it will stay in the corner for the next half a year put it in the living room and then at least someone will say when are you moving this until eventually you do the same goes for ebay or whatever resale site you're going to put things on. Do that right away. I did a big load and a big burst, but not all of it. And now there's still a pile hanging up in my room. Be ruthless and brutal about that bit. Such, such good advice. Also, incidentally, if you're listening to this podcast, you may be a podcast fan in general. And you may have actually heard Tessa on the Debrief podcast, which is sadly no more. But she and Stevie, who she hosts it with, are starting a new one called Nobody Panic. And I'll put the link in the show notes to that just in case, just in case you're a fan of Tessa. In addition to the emotional stuff, I also learned a lot about clothes shopping and things that I must encourage myself not to do. So the first one is I mustn't shop in the sales. I will buy things that don't fit me properly because they're reduced. I feel like I'm getting a bargain, but I'm not because the cost per wear, if you believe in that kind of thing, is higher than the other stuff. It's a nonsense. Stop buying cheap. Buy for me, not for price. The other thing is I mustn't kill time in shops on the high street. I had 23 white vests because apparently the dopamine hit of purchasing a crisp white top is apparently too much for me to resist. I will try to moderate that behavior. I also mustn't buy in dribs and drabs. I should buy looks. There were lots of things that sort of seemed to stand alone, lots of items that didn't have a, an obvious partner other than a pair of jeans. So there's no real point in having statement items especially if you if I bought them in the sale if they don't go with anything so I'm going to try to buy looks more than just buy items that I like I also wear blue and black denim black and white clothes pretty much exclusively I need to find my color palette and add in an accent (laughs) it seems like a good idea just to add a flourish So now the wardrobe has been streamlined, the emotionally toxic clothes are out of the house and my beloved buffer of can't throw them away items are stored under the bed. Let's see how I get on not having so much choice when I open my wardrobe every morning. I will say this, the first morning after I had the clear out and it was an epic clear out. The mess you have to create to be able to clear out is huge and with the clothes thing, it was just, I took photos and was sending them to friends going, what on earth have I done? but you there is a completely different energy about your room you open your wardrobe and it's so clear and just it feels really um it does feel freeing as tessa says it feels really freeing and there's something quite calm about it and also i know that i wear those things all the time i know that so i don't really have to guess i can just put things together with much more ease it's an interesting process. I encourage you to try it. And if you do try it, please do let me know how you get on. You know how to get in touch with me. You can get in touch with me on the beauty podcast at gmail.com or you can slide into my DMs over on social media where I am at Emma Guns. Um, Instagram is where a lot of people have been sending messages. And it's also where I did put up some uh, Insta stories of me vacuum packing stuff up. I will also put the pictures and those videos onto a highlights so that if you are listening to this show, you can go to my profile and see the series of kind of the carnage that ensued from doing this particular clear out. Thank you once again for listening. Everything discussed will be in the show notes on iTunes and Acast. And if you've enjoyed this episode and feel so inclined, I would really appreciate if you could go over to wherever you stream this particular podcast and leave a rating and a review. I will be back to tell you how it's all been going in the update show next but in the meantime stay well and i will see you on the next one